Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda amma ba'd. My dearly respected brothers and sisters, we continue tonight with the sharh of Al-Ha'iyya, the famous poem written in Aqidah for the great Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahumullah. And we are still going through the explanation of the opening statement where the Shaykh said, Tamassak bihablillahi wattabi'il huda wa la taku bid'iyan la'allaka tuflih. Hold firmly to Allah's rope and follow the guidance and do not be an innovator so that perhaps you will be from among those who succeed. And we began discussing the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what it means to hold on to the rope of Allah azza wa jal. And we discussed the unity of this ummah is to be upon the rope of Allah, which is the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And this is the true unity in Islam. In order for unity to be correct and pure and sincere, it must be upon the Kitab and the Sunnah. As Allah said, وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ Hold firmly onto the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the Shaykh Throughout the explanation, he mentions the verse where Allah Azza wa Jal gives the reminder to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam regarding the Ansar, the Sahaba of Medina. The Ansar, they were made up of two major tribes, Al-Aws wal Khazraj. These were the two major tribes of Medina. And before Islam, they used to have a lot of conflict. And they would even go to war sometimes with each other. These were the people of Medina, the two main tribes. Then when Islam came to them, it united them. And Allah Azza wa Jal reminds the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that this unity that happened between your Sahaba did not come from you. As Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, وَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ لَوْ أَنْفَقْتَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ أَلَّفَ بَيْنَهُمْ إِنَّهُ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Allah Azza wa Jal tells the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam if you had spent all that is in the earth imagine all the wealth and the treasure of the earth Allah is telling our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam if you spent all the wealth on earth you could not have united their hearts but it is Allah who united their hearts so the hearts are not united by showering one another with numerous gifts, the Shaykh says, 
or showering each other with wealth and money. This is not unity. This is not true unity. This is maslaha, a benefit. So no matter how much a person spends from the wealth, the true unity in Islam cannot be achieved. Except through Allah Azza wa Jal. Except by uniting on the kitab and the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Shaykh says rather these worldly things only increase the hearts in aversion and mutual hatred for one another. Some people assume that as long as they give each other wealth and money, that this is what will unite their hearts. The Shaykh says on the contrary, this is what causes hatred. Because as soon as something happens regarding wealth, a conflict in mal or whatever else, you'll see both parties turning on each other. Why? Because the unity was not sincere. And the unity was not upon the kitab and the sunnah. And that's why Allah Azza wa Jal taught us that the only thing that can unite the hearts is the Qur'an and the sunnah. That's the only thing that can unite the hearts. And Allah Azza wa Jal warned us from that which has occurred with the previous nations who separated after the clear proof came to them. Allah always uses the past nations and Bani Israel and Ahlul Kitab as an example for us so that we do not fall into the same mistakes that they fell into which destroyed them. Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمَا تَفَرَّقَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the people of the scripture, the Jews and the Christians, they did not differ. They did not differ until after there came to them the clear evidence. The only time they became disunited was after the clear dalil, the proof came to them. But subhanallah, how many people today fall into division after the dalil has come forward to them? For Allah gives these examples, my brothers and sisters, so that we do not be like that. So that we do not follow in this footstep. The Shaykh says, so they have no excuse with Allah. For indeed, he clarified to them the right path. He clarified the right path to the past nations, and he clarified the right path to this ummah. So whoever deviates in this nation has no excuse. He has no excuse. Because the path has been made clear, my brothers and sisters. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entire life and gave his entire life to make the deen of Allah azza wa jal as clear as possible to us. And that's why he himself, what did he say? Taraktukum ala al-mahajjati al-bayda. I left you on a clear path. Layluha kanahariha. Its night is like its day. Meaning this path has no darkness. Its night is like its day, meaning it's full of light. No one deviates from it except the destroyed. So the people of desires, the people of innovation, who fall into all these sects that we know of, on the day of judgment they will not have an excuse.
because the deen is clear. The sunnah is clear. The Quran is clear. The a'imma from the pious predecessors, they spent their time and their lives in clarifying the religion for us. So what excuse do we have? When a person leaves the kitab and the sunnah, what excuse does he have? He will have no excuse in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ تَفَرَّقُوا وَاخْتَلَفُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ Be not as those who divided and differed among themselves after the clear proofs had come to them. Allahu Akbar, what an example. Allah is saying, do not be like those who divided after the clear proof came to them. This is the day and age we live in. The sects, you give them the clear proof and they remain divided off the Quran and the Sunnah. And Allah Azza wa Jal clearly says, do not be like them. Now these examples of the past nations are not just for the sake of storytelling, my brothers and sisters. It is a ibrah, an example for us not to be like that and not to fall into this division after the clear proofs have been brought to us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions many other verses regarding this. And that is why the Prophet ﷺ, he was very precise in his dua. And Nabi ﷺ was given Jawami'ul Kalim. Jawami'ul Kalim means the eloquence of speech. And what that means is the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that that was something that was given to him and it wasn't given to anyone else. Jawami'ul Kalim and Nabi ﷺ, he can speak few words and it carries great meanings. That was a gift Allah gave our Prophet ﷺ. So when you hear a dua from the Prophet ﷺ, pay attention to it. The Prophet ﷺ used to gather all the good in his, in his one simple dua. And he would gather seeking refuge from all evil in one simple dua. And from the dua that the Prophet ﷺ, he used to say was, O oh Allah, the Lord of Jibreel, and Mikael and Israfil. Allahumma Rabba Jibreel wa Mikael wa Israfil. And the Prophet wasallam, he used to frequently mention these three angels in particular. Why? Because those three malaika, my brothers and sisters, they are the greatest of the angels. Because just like the humans have status, we know the anbiya, are the best of people and the messengers are the best and then from the messengers you've got the five ulul azm yeah uh, nuh alayhi salam and ibrahim and musa and isa and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam them five are the best of all the messengers the best of mankind and our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the best of them all just like the humans have ranks the angels have ranks as well and the best of the malaika are these three. The best of the angels are, Ibrahim, uh, are Jibril, Mikael, and Israfil. 
And Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned a beautiful point regarding this. Why these three angels in particular are considered the best. He said Jibreel alayhi salam and Mikail and Israfil are special. Why? Because they are the three angels entrusted with life. Pay attention. They're the three angels entrusted with life. He said Jibreel alayhi salam was entrusted with the revelation which brings life to the soul. The wahi, the revelation, brings life to the soul. He said, and Mikail alayhi salam, who's entrusted with the rainfall and the growing of the vegetation and the crops. So he's entrusted with bringing life to the land. The angel Mikail. He said, and Israfil, the angel who blows the trumpet, he's entrusted with Bring life after death, the resurrection. Subhanallah, three malaika who are the greatest. Because each one is entrusted with life. Each one is entrusted with life. But the Prophet wasallam, he used to say, Oh Allah, the Lord of Jibreel and Mikail and Israfil, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Fatir al-Samawati wal-Ard, who knows the unseen and the seen. This is Nabi Sallallahu praising Allah Azza wa Jal before asking him. You decide among your servants concerning their differences. Look, you, O oh Allah, you decide among your ibad between that which they ikhtalafu fi, which that they differed between themselves. Then the Prophet Sallallahu says, guide me with your permission in the divergent views which the people hold about truth, for it is you who guides whom you will to the straight path. So after the Prophet ﷺ acknowledging to Allah that the people are in ikhtilaf, they differ, he then asks Allah to guide him. That's the Prophet ﷺ. Uh, this, my brothers and sisters, is a huge lesson and this is a great dua from the Prophet ﷺ showing that he would ask Allah to protect him from falling into the ikhtilaf. And how do you avoid falling into the ikhtilaf? The ikhtilaf that is despised we're talking about. Not the ikhtilaf that happens uh, from the religion. We're talking about the ikhtilaf that is despised. You only protect yourself by returning back to the book and the sunnah. This is the only way. So the Sheikh says this is a tremendous dua whereby Allah Azza wa Jal protects the Muslim from following desires, trials, tribulation and all types of evil. Then the author rahimahullah in that same sentence he says and follow the guidance. He says and follow the guidance. And the guidance is that which Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was sent with. That's the huda. The huda, the guidance, is what our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa came with. As Allah azza wa jal says, هُوَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْمُشْرِكُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, It is he who has sent his messenger Muhammad sallallahu with the huda, the guidance, wa al-haqq, and the religion of truth, which is Islam, 
To make it superior over all religions And that's why Islam will always be superior And it will always triumph Over every other ideology, religion, methodology Way of life, Islam is above everything Allah says even if the mushrikun dislike it Even if they hate it, Islam will be victorious always So the word guidance, huda, in this verse means the beneficial knowledge. He is the one who sent his messenger with the huda. The huda is the beneficial knowledge. Wadin al-haq, the religion of truth, is the righteous action. Because knowledge without action is worthless. If anything, it's a burden on the person's shoulders in the next life. If you have knowledge but you don't act, that knowledge will be against you in the Akhirah. So he sent the Prophet ﷺ with both beneficial knowledge and the righteous actions. And we all read at the end of Surah Al-Fatiha, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ Guide us to the straight way we ask Allah every day in our Salah. The way of those on whom you have bestowed your grace, not the way of those who earned your anger, nor the way of those who went astray. غير المغضوب عليهم The way of those whom you have bestowed, or عفوان اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم Guide us to the straight path, the way of those whom you have bestowed your grace. Who are they? They are those who combine between beneficial knowledge and righteous actions. They're the ones that Allah Azza wa Jal an'ama alayhim. These are the people you're asking Allah every day to make you from them. In Surah Al-Fatiha. From those who combine both. Beneficial knowledge, they learn their religion correctly. And then they put that knowledge into practice, into action. These are the ones that Allah an'ama alayhim. غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ We ask Allah every day in the salah, not the way of those who earn your anger. We ask Allah to protect us from being from those, or on the path of those who earn His anger. Who are the ones that earn Allah's anger? They are at the top of the list, the Yahud. But everyone who follows the Yahud in their attributes... And what's that attribute which Allah became angry with the Yahud for? Them having knowledge and not acting upon it. That's why they are the maghdubi alayhim. Because they had the knowledge and they did not act upon it. So anyone who learns the deen, has the knowledge, who the proof, the evidence is forwarded to him and he refuses to act upon it, he falls under this category of those who Allah is angered at them. And we also ask Allah in Surah Al-Fatiha to protect us from being from on the path of those who are dalin, the astray, the misguided. And who are the misguided? They are the ones who perform actions without knowledge. Like the followers of Christianity. They acted without knowledge. They introduced their own deen.
after Isa alayhi salam. So anyone who follows the same way, where they act in Islam without knowledge, they are falling under this same category. They have resembled the Christians. The ones that act without knowledge, they resembled the Christians. And that's why it's so important, my brothers and sisters, that we learn before we act, as the ulama have mentioned. Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, he put a chapter in his Sahih. Babu al-ilmi qabla al-qawli wal-amal. Chapter, knowledge precedes speech and action. Knowledge before speaking, knowledge before action. Because without knowledge, how can you speak, how can you act? So knowledge is very important. It is the most important. So we are required to follow the guidance. Guidance, my brothers and sisters, is of two types, as the Sheikh mentions here. There's two types of hidayah. There's two types of guidance. The first type of guidance is guidance with the meaning of direction and counseling and clarification of the truth. This first type of guidance is the guidance known as Hidayatul Dalala wal Irshad, the guidance of uh, showing the right way, showing the path. This type of guidance, Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned that the mentioned that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has it in his hands, and so do the righteous people, the believers. You can help guide someone to Islam. You can help guide someone to the truth. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَإِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي إِلَىٰ صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ And you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you guide to a straight path. So the, this guidance is the guidance in the way. The Prophet Wasallam done it, all the Anbiya and the Rusul done it, the Sahaba done it, the Salaf done it, even the Muslims and the believers up until today, they do it. The guidance of showing the right path. You might get someone who doesn't know anything about Islam. So you start teaching him things about the religion. You are guiding him in the right direction. This type of guidance is in the hands of the people, this type, the guidance of showing the right path. The second type of guidance is called Hidayatul Tawfiq, the guidance of success. That type is only for Allah and no one else, meaning who accepts the message and who doesn't accept the message. So you might be able to guide someone but whether they accept it or not, that's not in your hands. That's in Allah Azza wa Jal's hands alone. So the second type is the guidance of success, whereby a person actually acts according to the truth, holding firmly to it. And this is the specific type of guidance, and it is only granted. Sorry, the first one was regarding the. I got him the other way around. The second one here, he's talking about the first one that we mentioned. So this type of guidance is only for Allah. The guidance of success. 
There's a verse in the Quran, Allah Azza wa Jal, after the Prophet Sallallahu uncle passed away, Allah revealed the verse. Because the Prophet Sallallahu was sad that his uncle passed away. So Allah reminded the Prophet Sallallahu His uncle passed away as a non-Muslim. So Allah revealed to him, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ Verily you, O Muhammad Sallallahu you cannot guide whom you love. So in one verse, Allah is telling the Prophet ﷺ, indeed you, O Muhammad, guide to a straight path. The first verse, Allah is telling the Prophet ﷺ, you guide to a straight path. And now in this verse, Allah is telling the Prophet ﷺ, you cannot guide who you love. A person with no knowledge would think there is a contradiction. And that's what the Shaykh mentions here on page 19. He says, is this not a contradiction? And the answer, of course, is no. Never is there any contradiction in the book of Allah and the Sunnah. There's no contradiction in Islam. The Quran and the Sunnah work together, hand in hand. So in the first verse, the guidance that is affirmed for the Messenger wasallam is that of clarification. When Allah tells the Prophet ﷺ, verily you guide to a straight path, that's regarding the guidance of showing the right way, the first type. And when Allah tells the Prophet ﷺ, you, O Muhammad ﷺ, do not guide whom you love, that's regarding the second type, the guidance of success. And that's why in our religion, there is no such thing as contradiction. And the Sheikh says, whereas the second verse explains that no one has the ability to grant the people success, to actually accept the truth. You can only convey the message, but you can't make people accept the truth. And Allah reminds the Prophet ﷺ of that. Upon you is to convey the message. وَمَا عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغِ You are Muhammad your duty is only to convey the message. And that's a lesson for us, my brothers and sisters. Sometimes a person might get frustrated that I'm talking to my family, I'm talking to my friends, and no one's listening to me, and I'm giving them da'wah, and, and, and. You will always hurt yourself if you have this mentality. But when you know and you remind yourself that my duty is to give the message, whoever accepts it or does not accept it is not in my hands. That guidance is with Allah, you will always be comfortable. You'll always be comfortable. You won't become upset if people reject what you have to say. We are not better than the Anbiya and the Rusul. The Prophets and the Messengers gave da'wah day and night. And some of them had very few followers. And the Hadith says some of them will come on the Day of Judgment with not a single person who answered. The Prophet will come alone. Allahu Akbar. Does that mean that Prophet failed? Absolutely not. He conveyed the message. But the answer is with Allah. Who he wants to guide, he guides. And who he chooses to misguide, he misguides. He says, as for the one whom Allah has given clear insight in understanding the Quran and has knowledge, he knows that there is no, not any contradiction within the Quran nor the Sunnah. For indeed both of them were sent down by the one who is all-wise and worthy of all praise. But in reality, this affair is clear to the one who understands and gathers between the proofs. 
Then the Shaykh moves on to the next statement of the great Imam where he says, and do not be an innovator. That was in his opening statement. Do not be an innovator. And inshallah, in our next lesson, we'll go through this explanation regarding innovations in Islam. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa alahi wa sahbihi wa sallam. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.